Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. There's a new beast of the East, the Birds. Rangers are heart. Are Trev's Cardinals back? Let's talk ball. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by SeatGeek. Myself, Jake Storielli. Normally don't say my full real name. Try to keep it hidden. Live a very secretive life. David Mendelson, Trevor Ploof, not Trevor Pluff, coming live oh. from MC Studios out west. He's back home. You could tell. You could tell by the life on his face that he's back home <laughs> with his family. In studio, probably a weird weekend in the Hollywood Hills coming. Uh, and Trev, as we navigate these this two and a half weeks of the season that we're trying to rename, and we might officially do that this episode. Um, how are you doing, Big Swole? What an introduction yeah, right, right there. Okay. I am happy to be home, man. I am happy to see my family. I had a great morning already, as you know. I told you about some of it. I'm actually... Wearing this perforated shirt. So there's like a little bit of nudity yeah. in this episode. We might have to tag that, Beavers, like just to let people know. Yeah. I think that's what you have to do. I don't know. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited to talk some ball. A lot of things have happened. The yes. Orioles are in first place. Yes. I think Chris Rose asked me that on baseball today. Like, will the Rays ever relinquish first place in the AL East? And I, was, I think I said no. Mm. I said, I think Baltimore might get close, but. I didn't think it would happen. The Rays are struggling. Baltimore is surging. We might hear from a player on the Baltimore Orioles. Mm. I bet you can guess who it is. <laughs> Our best friend. Uh, yeah, man. How are you doing? You look good. We Thank both you. have our all-star stuff on. This is, uh, I think this is one of the few days that you and I could do an outfit swap, Trev. <laughs> like, I think I could throw on the see-through shirt. With the white cap, and you could throw on our JM All Star shirt. This is uh, we don't normally line up, fashion wise. Uh, I think well, we have it today. There's a swap coming later too. <laughs> there is a swap coming later in the episode. Um, I'm excited to talk ball, Trev, because uh, your emotions are high. Uh, whether it's the birds taking first place, Tampa having the worst. July in baseball, uh, your Rangers are back. Cardinals are showing signs of light, like, just too late, man. Come on. Um, and, you know, we talked about a lot last episode, like, you know, my Yankees are in as dark of a place that they've been in about 30, 33 years. So, um, I don't know, man. I, I think we might as just have to start talking ball. You know, you saw that Twins-Mariners series everyone's talking about. The juxtaposition of Yankees fandom and Twins fandom is hilarious. Twins, everyone's happy. Two games over 500, first place in the Central. Things are good. Yankees, a half game up on the Twins in the record. And you guys are losing your mind. Yes. You're like beefing with the manager like of the Yankees. You're beefing with Aaron Boone. I'm beefing with Buster Olney. What's happening? Yeah, you and Buster are in a tough place. We're not, we're not beefing with Boone. We actually, 
the social clips make it seem worse. Like, we had a really good conversation with Aaron Boone this week, and, like, everyone walked away. You mocked you mocked Aaron Boone with a tweet. Which tweet? The uh, authenticity? No, 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 no. Oh, no, yeah. No. Well, when you lie, I'll, I'll call you out, dude. <laughs> you didn't think about walking Shohei Otani after you intentionally walked him the okay, at-bat oh. before, and then the next game... You walked him four times, Trev. So, Are you the manager of the Yankees? I don't know. They tend to hire from the media. You're like that. So you're like that guy <laughs> that told Tony the Russo to pinch run. <laughs> I mean, uh, man, Tony was some high spots on this episode, and so is Miracle. Made Trev. Did you get sent these sheets? I I know me. Yes, Jimmer Fredette did. They are on the bed, uh, and the part that got me excited, uh, I'm a warm I'm a warm guy. Uh, you know, you could probably tell that by looking at me. Um, and these sheets keep you temperature regulated, inspired by NASA. All night long, all night, ooh, all night long. They also have self-cleaning designed for your skin. Prevents 99.7% of bacterial growth that clogs your pores. So, hey, we're trying oh, to keep... That's it- that silver in there, right? Yes, silver, you know silver. it is, Trev. You know it is. Um, and we're we're trying to keep you cool at night. We're trying to keep your skin clean. And they have to be comfortable, luxurious comfort without the high price tag. Go to TryMiracle.com slash talking. To try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save 40%. Okay. You got my ear. Promo code TALKING at checkout, and you'll get three free towels. Bong. Guess what? You need new sheets. You Sold. need new towels, right? Like, those are two things no one's ever been in their house and been like, I have so many sheets and towels ready to go. Too no. many. No. It's just not how it works. So, go to... Go to trymiracle.com slash talking, code talking. You'll get the towel set. You'll get the sheets, and you're saving 40%. Click the link. Thank you, Miracle Made. Trev, it's Friday, so we talk. Is that interleague first? I don't know. You you just make it up, so just, just, like, pick one, bro. Let's do some National League Baseball. We are starting out with two darlings of this MLB season, the San Francisco Giants and the Cincinnati Reds. They end up splitting four. Uh, Giants get that first game in extras, a wild 11-10. That was the day that everyone was putting up double-digit runs around baseball. What's that about? Giants won the first two, and then the Reds win the next two. Andrew Abbott, a guy-guy? Eight innings, one hit, my goodness. Uh, And he wasn't even the guy throwing the hardest on the field because Ellie De La Cruz is breaking every infield throwing record ever as he throws out a guy at the plate. Uh, How about this, man? These two teams flex their muscles a little bit. They end up splitting a four-gamer. We'll get our noses in there. And oh boy, a tale of two kitties. The Marlins, the Cardinals. And the Cardinals sweep them. 6-4-5-2-6-4 Cardinals. I don't know, man. I, I think it's a little 
Too little, too late. Is this tra- changing Miami's treadline season? One of the names that got thrown out for it. Nolan Arenado with the walk-off in game two. He has himself a big series. Multi-hits in every game. Fish. I don't know. Dylan Carlson. A lot of trade rumors around him. He has a couple, He had a big day at the office. Cardinals. Uh, we want to believe, but I don't... It's too late. Cubs. Take two out of three from the Nationals as they're trying to stay alive in whatever they're trying to stay alive in. Uh, Nats, Hebert Rees, Jamer upping his stock in Stone Garrett in that first game. But our guy, guy, Ian Happ in the second. Talkman, Horner, Suzuki, sure. Cubs, they take two out of three from the Nats. What does it mean for them? Now, Trev, you want to talk about high-level baseball. Everyone wants to bury my snakes, but they went to ATL and they took two out of three, almost three out of three. They won a 16 to 13 game the first night. Absolute chaos. First time the snakes have won a game where they've given up 13 runs. A silly stat that doesn't matter, but matters. And then they're positioned to get the sweep, but the Braves are just built diffy. Matt Olson dating my daughter. You might hear about him later. Young, thick Austin Riley. They get it done on that last game, but Christian Walker, Corbin Carroll. These snakes, man, big series for them. Can change the momentum of their season a little bit. And another team with the juice, Trev. The Milwaukee Brewers. Algonquin for good baseball. They take two out of three from the Phillies. Phillies won that first game. His name was Nola. Trey Turner, Stott, get it done. How about Corbin Burns in the last game? Eight innings pitch, zero earned runs, 10 Ks. His stats since visiting the John Boy Media office, huh? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, Brewers playing a really good brand of baseball right now. Haven't dropped a set since June 21st. That's about a month. Yelly is going. Ho, ho. You know that puts lead in our pencil, and that is what happened in National League Baseball. I'll snap. I was rolling. What are you snacking on? Uh, I can't see it's that. It's like a little um, dried fruit. Okay, nice. No free ads. No free ads. Yeah. Good. Healthy. It's I. I almost got myself a, a thick boy breakfast this morning, but I didn't. Stayed strong. Got to start getting it tight. Uh, floorball season coming. Uh, and the Atlanta Braves, they still very much control the East uh, because the Phillies and the Marlins are tied at second place, 10 and a half back of them. Yo. Mets are 45 and 51. Nats, yep. The Milwaukee Brewers. 54 and 43. Okay. Two and a half up on the Cincinnati Reds. The Cubs, same records as the Mets. How funny is that? And they're a game and a half up on the Cardinals by the trade deadline. Could the Cardinals jump the Cubs and does it mean anything? I pray tell it does not as of now. Pirates, 42 and 54. Dodgers are in first place at 55 and 40. The Snakes and the Giants, two games back, same record. Padres, 46 and 51. That 51 in the loss column is is fun for the National League. Mets, Cubs, and Giants. 
or Padres, excuse me, uh, and the Rocks are back there too. So, <laughs> Trevor, in the National League, we are Cronpod. Uh, you yelled at me last episode because I did skip one. It was an accident. I hope I'm forgiven. Uh, we get to start off with two fun ones. Uh, the Reds and Giants, it ends up being a split for four. So, I mean, you know, when we start getting into our baseball terms, like, oh, you know, these, these two teams bad. Like, we could do that song and dance all day. I, I, I kind of want to highlight some of the dudes in this series because there were a lot of dudes in this series. There was, and, you know, there's a couple guys that, you know, we challenged uh, specifically for the Reds to kind of, like, step it up. We talked about, you know, them, what are they going to do with the deadline? Um, Chris Roasting, Shohei Otani's going there, so that's good. We'll start there. Uh, but Graham Ashcraft, you know, as you mentioned, I believe in your rundown, has been really, really good over his last four starts. He has another good one here with a six-inch six pitch, two earned runs, with a quality start, and then Abbott, has been great. Yeah. So, you know, this is this could be a potential playoff, a matchup type series, and it kind of played out that way with the Giants, you know, getting some timely hitting, Jock doing his thing. There was a lot of rain in this series, a lot of weird weather stuff going on. Um, but like you mentioned, there was some good pitching, timely hitting. Uh, Logan Webb in the first game, he goes seven. Yeah. He's a freaking animal. It's... um. I asked yesterday, and you're going to hear me reference the tweet I put out yesterday. I said, tell me something about your team. And the Giants fans who responded to it, they only want to talk about one guy. It's Patrick Bailey. Yeah. They talk about him defensively. They talk about him offensively. They talk about the spark that he's brought to this team. And you mentioned the standings there. You know, they're two games back of the division right now. This Giants team is surging, man. And, you know, for good reason. If you look around their roster, it's – what we always talk about with them. They just have a bunch of above average ball players throughout the roster and they continue to do it. And splitting a four game set is kind of what you hope for on the road, to be honest with you. It's very difficult to go out and win three out of four. So the Giants did what they needed to do. And again, I could see that that matchup happening in the playoffs, which I don't think anyone would have believed at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Hitting, hitting some guys on both sides real quick in that second game, the 11-10 game, uh, what ends up being the winning run, a Casey Schmidt RBI walk. Um, so uh, that made it 11-8 at the time, and the Reds battled back. Wilmer Flores has a big series. It's <laughs> Go look at his baseball reference page. A really nice career. Uh, he's the one that ends up getting mowed down on the our guy Will Benson to Ellie De La Cruz relay. That's some pretty baseball. Uh, I yes. think Ellie hit, I think it was 99.8 uh, on the relay throw, which, by the way, if you want to do a late-night Jake episode sometime, you, you think that guy couldn't be a little two-way reliever if he needed to be? <laughs> you, you think if we trained him a little bit, you think he couldn't throw a couple heaters? Um Anyways, uh, a guy that can and is the Ellie De La Cruz of pitching, Camilo Duvall, uh, has an argument for being one of the best relievers in baseball this season. Uh, he gets his 30th save and 32 chances this year. Yo. Um, and then flipping back over to the Reds, uh, Encarnacion Strand, a pinch hit three-run homer in the fifth inning. How you doing, kid? Uh, they just got another First one of those. Hit, right? They, yeah, they, they got a, they've got another one of those going on um it's uh i mean there's so much to like on both sides here and yeah like 
What's Andrew Abbott the rest of the year? I don't know, uh, but he's been, the 24-year-old's been incredible for those Reds. So, yeah, I, I, like I started, end of the day, two out of four, you, you, you can't really say either team walks away super mad or super happy, but um, both of those teams, man, are so impressive right now. You want to just good. It's just good baseball. Yeah. You want to do a little uh, in an interesting plot twist, and I don't know if it can be labeled the same way exactly. Uh, the Cardinals sweep the Marlins, which, if you had told us before the season that you know July, late July, the Cardinals sweep the Marlins, we might have said like, "Wow, was was that the death punch to the Marlins? Like, did that take? Are they going to trade some guys away?" Um, Obviously, the season has led to a lot different results. Uh, and I, I don't know. Does this mean anything to you? Is this, is this more so a bad sign for the Marlins that have walked a lot tighter of a rope this year between one-run one games and things like that? Because the Cardinals, it's hard to, hard to get the sauce or energy going for them at all. It is a little... Late, I believe, for them. Yes. Six straight um, wins, I believe. They're eight and a half back of anything. I believe the wild card. So it's, there's a lot of room to make out. I'm not saying they can't do it, but like if you're, like they're set on trading two of their starting pitchers. So, right. And I know what, I know what they've said is we want to bring back pitching for our pitching, but I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so uh, it's curious because look, dude, their lineup is is going. Arenado had a banger of a series, but if you stack up their OPS pluses on Baseball Reference, they have eight dudes with a hundred or better OPS plus. This is the offense that you know we thought they could have. Now defensively, I don't know if the numbers are rating them better as of late. I know they were trying to make some adjustments right. there. That was a big reason why they had struggled early on. Uh, there was some. Stuff going on there with the no shifting and it affected them. Although, man, I got to be honest with you. Like, I understand you can't put a, an outfielder or excuse me, an infielder over in like short right field. So you can't shift that way. But like, I watched the twins play ball and they shift. It looks like a shift. Like second baseman or shortstop way over by the bag. And like, it's there's, there's teams still that plenty are of a to make your point, Trev, there's teams that are still performing defensive analytically by putting guys in the right position. So yeah, you can still do things. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm very like, I don't know why they rated so poorly and like what's going on with that in their organization. But like, I think this is more of the team like they're supposed to be. They ran in some weird stuff at the beginning of the year, like in the clubhouse and they had some underperformers, but I mean, Arenado's going off. Goldschmidt's going off, obviously. But then you have Donovan, Gorman. I mean, Walker, since he's come up, has been really good. It's – they have a good team, dude. And almost like too many good players. So – And I, I think one of I the – I know they've came out to say they're selling, but – Another underlying thing here is whenever we were originally circling back on this, their starting rotation hadn't been good. And and they've been getting some efforts recently. Uh, you know, Michaelis, Montgomery, even Matt's Flaherty. Um, 
But yeah, if you're a Cardinals fan, I think you got to be punching air a little bit because it's like, you know, if this happened even three weeks ago, you'd be feeling a lot better. Um, I don't know. I, I think the word we're going to end up saying a lot in the next week and a half is retooling. And I think if you're the Cardinals, you you still have to do that. Like, I, you know, I know a lot of teams are interested in Dylan Carlson, and he doesn't necessarily have a spot in the lineup right now. So, you know, we mentioned their rental pitchers, whether it's a Flaherty or Montgomery. You know, I, I don't know if they think Montgomery has a chance to resign or stay. Um, you know, it seems like Flaherty uh, would really wants to test free agency and, and move on. That, um, I don't know, this team will retool, and it's going to be... I give my speech all the first two months of the season, and it's kind of lame, and I don't necessarily love it sometimes, but in the first two months of the season, if you go on like a 10-game winner, that changes your, you know, basically changes your whole season outlook. They've won six right now. We're leading up to the deadline. They're changing their narrative in the slightest bit. I don't know. Um, We're nine days away from the deadline. This is... This is crunch time for them. I, it's, I think if you're a Cardinals fan, this is the way I would, the way I see it, at least from the outside looking in, is if you're saying to yourself, okay, 2023 might be a lost season, but like we still have the pieces for next year. This is showing you that that's true. So if you do end up trading, I don't, I don't know, man. It's crazy to me to think about a Cardinals team giving up on the year. It just doesn't happen. Right. That's where. That's where, like, that hard sell ain't coming. And, and they've already come out and ruled that out. Like, you know, Arenado's not really on the table. Like, Goldie's not on the table. You know, I, you know I, I've seen Paul DeYoung rumors, and I, I've seen, you know, Carlson or, or Burleson. Like, you know, they're going to shake it up. They have to. They, they put themselves in that position, but I don't know. They, they've got a little roadie coming up. Cubbies, who they could jump in the standings if they take care of their business there. Um, and then my snakes, and then they host the Cubs for four. So, um, Cubs and Cardinals about to very much decide their deadline, although they should both probably be thinking of the future. Um, and then on the other side of this, Trev, if you're, if you're the Marlins, Brian De La Cruz had, had himself a a nice series. Um, stop the bleeding. You, you, you host Colorado, um, you know, by the way, the pesky rocks coming out of the break, but they're a different team in cores. You host Colorado, um, and don't make the one-run concerns and everything that we've raised our eyebrows about Miami become too real. And losing a lot of close games as of lately. They've lost six in a row. Is that what it is? L6? They lost uh, all their games coming out of the break. L six, yeah, not great. Eesh. not what they wanted the out total, of the break. Two runs, five runs, four runs, four runs, two runs, four runs. That's how you lose six out of the break. I mean, honestly, yeah, you have to be perfect defensively and with your pitching. I mean, that's always been the issue. Six out of the break is tough. They're still in the the wild card, a spot in the wild card. It's hard to talk about these teams without being like, dude, what are they going to do? I feel like, especially for a team like this that's in a playoff spot that like knows what its glaring weakness is, what do you do to address it? 
And I know there's a ton of names out there, but you got to make a deal. You could talk about it all you want, but unless you actually go get somebody, what are we doing? Yeah, and right now the NL wild card is is interesting. I you know, we I I do the standings updates after the after the burns. Um man, right now I think Phillies and Marlins are tied for the last wild card spot. Um so that's interesting. And I you know, I if you're being honest with any baseball fan, you're picking the Phillies over the Marlins the rest of the way. Um just recent history. Um the Reds we, you know, we thought those teams were battling for the Central. The Reds are a game back of those teams, and I think if you someone made you pick between the Reds and the Fish, I think people are picking the Fish, or excuse me, the Reds. Um, and then where where the NL and I hope I hope something does happen. Um, if those Padres or Mets could put on one of a crazy stretch and get back in the mix, um, I'm not saying I believe in that, but it, it would make that NL wild card. Very juicy. Uh, fishies. Let's win one. Analytics. Jorge, Jorge Soler, who's, I guess, been struggling a little bit um, as of late. The last 14 game, fourteen days, 675 OPS. He's having a really good year. I didn't, I didn't know the power numbers were like that yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, Holy. 24, 24 home runs. Uh, already driven in 53. Okay. Uh, Sandy, 0-3 in his last four starts. Um, and a little shout-out, Miami's third base coach, Jody Reed. We have some connections to Miami staff that we have totally forgotten about and haven't tapped into this year, which feels like a miss on us. Not at all, yeah. Um, boy. Your yeah, boy, John Jay. It'd be a fun team to tap Pete, into. Pete Bay. Um, Jody Reed got hit a broken leg uh, on a foul That's ball. Tough. That sucks. That sucks. Uh, so get better. Um, Cubs, Nats, Trev. I, I, I don't have much to add on this. We, we know where the Nats are at. We're kind of waiting to see where their trade season lands. You'd assume the same for the Cubs. I know. You know. I follow a couple Cubs accounts, and they're, they're basically day by day hoping this team gets hot and can fend off trading a belly. Um, you know, those are just some Cubs accounts I follow. Um, so I don't know. I mean, in a way, they take care of their business in a in a series against the Nats. That you, if they were losing, we'd be. T- it, and it's so crazy. That's the beauty of this time of year that we're trying to rename. If the Cubs had lost this, we'd be talking landing spots for Belly and and all of that. And I still think we're gonna. But you know, the Cubs faithful want to fight, and they're looking at their schedule and they see seven against St. Louis and two against the White Sox. That if they put together. A nice week and a half, they might be able to fight it off. I don't know, man. I don't think so. I think it's too little, too late for them as well, bro. Seven games back in the wild card, even further back in their own division. It's you. You signed Belly to a one-year deal to trade him if he had a good year. Yes, and he's having a good year, and you can trade him. Um, that's what's going to happen there. You know, you're happy that mm. some of the guys are playing well. Uh, you do have a core going forward, so this isn't some sort of tear it down type thing. But when you have impending free agents, I think it's a, it's a smart thing to do. At this point of the season, you just it, it the boys haven't gotten the job done enough to keep those guys around. I mean, t- for you to have to to keep 
Stroman, who can't get a qualifying offer at the end of the year, and to keep Belly, who I'm not sure if he can or not, to be honest with you. Mm. I look into that. I feel like he's probably already been offered that. No, I don't. No, because he was non-tendered last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't so. think so. Non-tendered. So okay, so he, he if so, they hold him through the end of the year, they can give it to him. So but they the can way offer he's him been a playing. Offer. So, you know, that's just the the nature of the beast right now. You know, you you're happy about, you know, some of the moves that you've made over the last couple of years. You're set up, I I believe, to have a window, but didn't get it done this year. Did you say you had a C.J. Abrams fun factor stat from your tweet last night? Yeah, so Nationals fans weighed in. He's hit 405 with a one daughter since moving into the leadoff spot in the order. I guess the the Nationals have had luck doing that in recent history with uh, Lane Thomas um, this year a little bit, and then Schwarber in 2021. So they said that's a storyline to uh, keep an eye on for the rest of the year. I love watching CJ Abrams play. You know that. The guy can play D with the best of them. He's going to win a gold glove, in my opinion, at some point. Um, but, yeah, he's also getting done with the stick a little bit since moving into the leadoff spot. Thrust into action. Sometimes that's what you need. Get You get out of your own way as a hitter. Don't get me hyped for those 24 nats. Don't get ball, hit ball, get up there. See ball, hit ball, field ball, throw ball. Easy game. We do. It's an easy fucking game. Whoa. Maybe the 25 Nats. Sorry for all the kids. Uh, Trev, D backs, Braves, July. Good baseball. The first game, out of control. Davies and Elder get rocked. Uh, We have some standouts and awards uh, coming later this episode from this series. So we. We can save some conversations. I will say, you know, we I, we talk about dudes a lot. And, you know, hey, you know, you're talking about us being tough on Aaron Boone. N- know what I'm not tough on Aaron Boone? The Yankees having the lowest batting average in the last 40 games. He's not taking those at bats. The players are. Um, there's a lot of dudes on the field. And this ends with Gallon Strider. And Strider looks gross. He gets pulled from the game. Uh, and the snakes punch back instantly, um, instantly with uh, our guy Dominic Canzone, huh? Gets his, um, I thought it was his first major league home run. Um, and then Emmanuel Rivera goes back to back um, to make it four to one. Uh, and then the Braves, again, they remind everyone that they're disgusting um, as young, thick Austin Riley. Not as young, still as thick. Um, they come back in that final game. but um, And it highlighted the Snakes. They're searching for some bullpen help. And it just highlights that, uh, you know, these are good teams. <laughs> these are good teams. These are good teams. And, you know, we had Christian Walker, you know, in a, mini, a little mini slump. He kind of breaks out of it there in the first game. Everybody hit in the first game, 16 to freaking 13. Uh, the second game, kind of like back-breaking runs for the D-backs. They scored all their runs with two outs. You kind of got to love that for them. And to go into Atlanta and take the first two games, you're feeling really good. Ryan Nelson, really nice start. Again, Christian Walker, first first game, three for five, two homers. Second game, two for three with a double, two walks. That's what you want to see. That's what they the Snakes need, that. I guess we're going to hear about that later, aren't we? Mm. Possibly. Mm. Possibly. And then, yeah, in the last game, uh, Matt Olson, who I'm also going to talk about mm. him later, did some things. 
on a 3-0 count. Tasty. Do you think Gallon was happy? Like as a pitcher, when you get hit, when you get clipped on a 3-0 count, like I think there's still a little part of all the pitchers that are like, "Come on, man." Yeah. Oh, for sure. And vice versa. Dude, if you get out, if you even if you line out to shortstop on a 3-0 count, it's like, "Really, dude? Really?" And it's just it's yeah. It's still I'm a, swinging 3-0. It's still a mental hurdle with some baseball fans. Um this was also the the maybe the best highlight from this series was the Corbin Carroll uh, little league triple, uh, strikes out, oh. ball gets away. He ends up yeah. on third because he's 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 a fast kid alive. Um, Did you see? Speaking of fast, the freeze claimed another victim. Yeah, did you see that clip. That sure was a did. tough one. That guy was five feet from the finish line. Trav, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something that's going to get you so happy and so sad at the same time. Um, (laughs) So sometimes I get I get a little I get a little bummed out that like none of my high school highlights uh, exist, um, not because of my performance, but we just missed like the iPhone generation that like everything got recorded. You know, I, if I went to high school four years later, every one of my athletic achievements would be on video, and I'd be like, Trev, check out this assist I had at Weston. It was a night game, dude. Um, I joined the track team, uh, which is okay. ba- baseball code. I have for, no idea where this is going, by the way. No idea. Baseball code for sucking at baseball. I um, My first track meet. Uh, the 400 meters, any track, you know, it's one lap around the track. It's one of the worst track events because it's not, you don't pace yourself. It's how you run as hard as you damn can. Um, and it can get brutal. 800 is worse. Anyways, um, my first track event, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to be nasty at track. Like, let let the, <laughs> maybe let the kid cook a little bit. Uh, so 400 meters. And, you know, I know it's a brutal race. So I'm like, hey, let's, let's not burn and churn out of the gate. Like, make sure you save a little for the finish line. Um, I burn and churn out of the gate. I'm killing it. That last 100 meters, I got nothing. The tank is empty. Couple kids pass me. Um, everything I got, Trev, not, not a lie, I came across the finish line just like that kid. Um, and thank God there weren't cameras around because that highlight would haunt me. I ate it so bad. My legs turned into jelly. Boom, right across the finish line. It was so ugly. So you were in first place. I was in first place, yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I take away from it. I would compare my my track performance in that race and pretty much all of them to the 23 Pittsburgh Pirates. Started out strong. <laughs> Started out real strong. But everybody knew eventually he'd come back down to <laughs> those little legs. Those little legs weren't going to have it. <laughs> Brewers, Phillies. How about Young Thick? Get it going. Oh, he gonna go. He gonna go. Oh, he, no! What are you kidding? He's crushing it right now. He gone. Brewers, Phillies, Trev. Two of your favorites. Two of your sneaky favorites. Uh, just franchise wise in general. Um, and man. The Brew Crew, who we, everyone got caught up in the sex appeal of the Reds, and Milwaukee stopped being sexy on their own. But I'll tell you what's sexy. Corbin Burns and Christian Yelich. Uh, those dudes are sexy, and they get a little help from other people, like Andrew Monasterio contributes a lot this series. Blake Perkins has a big game. 
um, that the Brewers win the set, and their their record went from like winning the Central and you know us making fun of the Central to like oh they're back to being like a good ball club. I believe they've won seven series in a row, yeah. so they're doing it. I mean, that's that's what you're supposed to do as a good big league ball club. Win series, and you're right. The pitching has really come around. Corbin Burns has been freaking nasty, and 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 you're right. Yelly has been uh, good as well. The Phillies take the first one. Nola with a really good game. Uh, Trey Turner does some fun things uh, when he's on the baseball field. Um. Swarber hit, Swarber hit a homer in four straight games. I just saw that. I'm kind of getting caught up on some of these games. You were in it this I, week. I didn't. I was in it this week, so I'm just kind of reading through some of the stuff. And um, I know, I know most of what happened. But yeah, I didn't know that Kyle Schwarber was still hot, still doing his thing. So that's nice to see. And yeah, then Milwaukee comes back, takes the next two games because freaking Corbin Burns is unhittable. Yeah, when he's on, he's he's. Is it wrong to say if he's on, he's the best pitcher in baseball? Not necessarily. I mean, he won a sigh. They're like his yeah, his, like, his dominant is a different form of dominant. Like guys don't hit. Like guys don't even touch the ball. It's like like there's that there's the pretty Aaron Nola pitching that's like ooh four pitch mix and you might not know what's coming. Like Corbin, you kind of know what's coming, but you ain't hitting it. You know him and Strider. Like that's. It's a different level of dominant when those guys are right. The Brewers' bullpen is currently thrown yes. 20 and two-thirds consecutive scoreless innings. Yelly and Contreras raking high-end starting pitching in a lockdown bullpen is the formula also. And I saw this guy in Pitching Ninja, uh, Amber Uribe. Yeah. That was just absolute fuel. So the yeah. people want us to talk about him a little bit. What you know? It's it's funny because we you know the twins. Uh, we have Johan Duran, who's I mean, he's throwing like 105 miles an hour, dude. Yeah, it's wild. So we were just talking, just, just some good old ball talk about like will will 100 miles an hour be normal like soon? Like 95 is like normal now. Like yeah. 96, like you don't get scared of 96 anymore. Like once you get to like ninety eights, ninety nines, people still talk about you. But like I feel like we're just gonna get to a point where guys are gonna be throwing hundred miles an hour out of the pen. Yeah, you, you know what blows my mind? I mean, definitely the bullpen because it's that one inning, let it eat. The average MLB fastball is still like ninety three, which just doesn't make sense to me because I, dude. I mean, when I, when I was playing, I believe it was like ninety one. I know, like, I know. It just keeps going. Like the damn temperatures on the in this planet we're killing. Um Yeah, okay. <laughs> a little political. Brewers, uh, hey, you believe in a formula? Really good starting pitching, really good bullpen. You mentioned that Uribe kid, um, with the year Piamps and Williams have had. I wish baseball shows would highlight that. Oh, I did last episode. Um, and my last brewer what about Hobie Milner. Hot. Very hot. Good at bat by Harper. Um and uh, William Contreras, what was that? Dude? What was up with it? I don't know. Has we have we figured that out? Has has it come? Have they they come talked about it the next day, and Harper just kind of said like I wasn't seeing it, and I don't know. It it ended with a weird note. Like it, I I think everyone was hoping that they hear one of those cool baseball things where Harper was like, you know, I I knew he wanted to walk me, so I just wasn't, and they're just like, no, like Bryce, uh, Bryce cousin. 
kind of wasn't about it. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's weird. Vinny Pascantino on baseball today. He filled in for me. Shout out Vinny. Hot. Uh he he had a term that I've never heard before, which is makes a lot of sense. He goes, you know, there's possible it's possible that Bryce thought he was a uh four be- a four before three guy. Which I like. I'm gonna, mm, I'm gonna steal that from him. That is good. But but I don't think that he is like that. He's not he doesn't walk a ton of people, but uh, you know, if sometimes if you're a lefty and you're just like, I don't see it. Like that weird angle that Dude. he throws from, like Side armors are fucked, man. I, I I still remember back to my highlights. Like seeing that ball come in from that area, like, no way. Like that was a nightmare. Every pitch looks like it's gonna hit you. Anyways, uh William Contreras, I know you just mentioned him. He deserves a little more love. His numbers are starting to get back to like talk about a guy that you know, I think he's got a career 118 OPS plus, and he's still a young catcher. Like, <laughs> him and his bro, pretty good at baseball. I know we did the brothers thing last episode. Like, <laughs> God, they both started the same all-star game, right? Or did I dream that? Love that. Yeah, one was the DH. What the fuck was that? Um, Phillies, I do think it ends up on kind of uh, don't care, played a good team, let's go win some more games. Yep, that's baseball. Contreras, you talk about his defense at all? Because that's a great sure note by Dalton sure in there. Uh, over the previous two seasons with the Braves, uh, he was a negative 11 DRS guy, defensive run saves guy. Comes over to the Brew Crew, and he entered Wednesday with seven defensive run saves, the most by any catcher in the majors. So, And I... I think the Brewers have a history of this too. I think that's one of those like foolish they Bailey do. stats. Yeah. Like, hey, Brewers if you go lab. go to a, if you're a catcher, go to the Brewers, figure it out. They'll show you. Jonathan Lucroy had a great oh, defensive oh, oh. season because if you have guys that can like spot up, I feel like that's how you rack up good catcher mm. defensive metrics. You got a bunch of guys that know how to hit their spot, so it's easy to steal strikes that way, right? Sounds simple to me, Trev. I mean, Jake Lytics, yeah. And I, I love, hey, the Brewers, if that's part of your secret sauce, that's what your org is good at. You traded for a catcher that wasn't regarded defensively, but everyone was like he could hit. Guess what? It's hard to find people that can hit, period, never mind catchers. And now they've molded his defensive numbers to be in a really good spot. So that's just, that's basic Jakey analytics that makes a lot of sense. Go check out Jonathan LaCroix stats when you get a minute. 2014, fourth in the MVP, kid. What? Yeah, he had a big year. Have a day. Uh, Trev, let's talk some American League Baseball, and it's brought to you by Harry's. Hello, Harry. Weather. Your ritual is minimum, like myself, <laughs> or your <laughs> ritual is elevated, a la Trev. Level up your shave game with Harry's sleekest razor yet, the craft handle. Oh. Mm. Their mm. innovative design delivers the same great shave you'd expect with German engineered blades. Yeah, they glide across your skin in a killer new look. The sleekest razor Harry has ever made. You know there's three fantastic facial hair guys on this program, um, and they have all flipped to Harry. I just keep it clean 
with Harry's because that's all I have in my bag. You can get your normally $17 craft handle handle starter set for $10 at harrys.com slash talking. If you're a fella, you got some facial hair. Give Harry's a shot. Harry's.com slash talk and click the link in the description. I know they're I know this isn't what the deal's about, but they do body wash and it's the body wash I use. It is nice body wash. Whoa. Olivia and I both use Harry's razors. How about that? Wow. I'm gonna throw that out there. There's your endorsement. Let's do some ale baseball. We will start out with the series Trevor Pluff will tell you about the Mariners and the Twins split for boring high-level baseball. Listen to these starting pitchers. Sonny Gray, Logan Gilbert, The Nightmare, Brian Wu, Kenta Maeda, Luis Castillo, Pablo Lopez, George... Are you kidding me? The problem tends to be the hitting with some of these teams at certain points. Uh, Trev was literally there. He's going to tell you all about it, and he even willed an Alex Kirilov home run. Detroit Tigers baseball. I asked you to win at least three, and they did, including the final two. Hey, your guys' trade deadline request list. Erod and Michael Lorenzen both drop it on the table. To get three out of four, another little inside baseball and a friend of the company, Vinny Pasquantino, he listened last episode and he said, they ain't taking three from us, Pop. He texted me after yesterday's game and he goes, I was wrong. Uh, So he's a little sad in rehabbing, uh, but good for the Tigers. They're, They're five games back in the AL Central. Do with that whatever you want with it. Riley Green hitting over 300 again, Trev. He's kind of a guy. You love Matt Veerling. Anyways, good for you, Tigers. Hey, Rays Rangers, the class of the East, right? The Rangers sweep the Rays. A 3-2 Shane McClanahan comes back, but your boy Dane Dunning, righty? Seven innings pitched, two earned runs, Zeke Duran, former Yankee farmhand, with a big homer in that game. And then the Rangers win the final two. Nate Valdi with another crazy start. And Jonah Heim breaks it open in the third game for the Rangers to sweep. They've been electric coming out of the break. They won that first game on a wild pitch from my guy Pete Fairbanks. You don't see that every day. The Rays, 3-12 in July. Texas straightens out the ship after limping into the break. Whoa, a lot to talk about there. Uh, Angels sweep the Yankees. That first game went to extras. <laughs> it's all a blur, man. It did. St- Stefanik with the walk-off RBI hit. The Shohei home run to tie it up. Uh, Mickey Moniak, man, snaps for that guy. It looks like it's clicked for him. And Chase Silseth called up from AAA. Breaks his career highs in strikeouts after the third inning against this Yankees lineup that just cannot hit. <sighs> Good for you, the Rays. Oh, oh, New York struck out 42 times against the Angels. That was a record. <laughs> Boston Red Sox, they went to Oakland. Congrats, Angels. You did your job. 
And the A's take two out of three. That's why the Boston fans weren't walking over the Yankees' grave as hard as they normally would. Uh, the A's take the final two games. Somehow, Brian Bayo gets hit. Didn't think that was an option. Luis Funky Cold Medina in the second game. What a performance by him. Uh, Ryan Noda's becoming a guy. And J.J. Blade go doors in that final game. Full pension Piv breaks some relief pitcher records. Uh, six innings pitch, 13 Ks in the first one. How do you like that? Uh, A's, good on you. And that is what happened in the American League as the A's drew their largest crowd of the season on June 18th. Well, since June 18th. That was, you guys know what happened then. Hit the music. Um, Did you just call it the American League? Because I like I like that. American League. That's what American it is. League. There was something kind of brilliant when they were the only team league that had a DH. Um, Trev, in the AL East, you know, those Rays, they had an undefeated April. They hit. They bopped, yeah. kid. The Rays are in second place, 60-40 and 40, to the 59-37 and 37 Baltimore Orioles. 8-2 and two in their last 10. The Rays are 3-7 and seven and limping. Toronto Blue Jays are five and a half games back of the Orioles. Reminder, the Tigers are technically closer to first place than the Toronto Blue Jays. The Baston Red Sox are eight and a half games back, a game up on the last place. New York Yankees, who have lost four straight. Minnesota Twins leading the Central at 50 and 48. Guardians are two games back. Tigers, five. White Sox, nine. Royals, 28 and 70. Texas mm. Rangers, first place in the West. Four games up on the Astros. That got tight for a second. They opened it back up a little bit. Winners of six straight uh, in Texas. The Angels have righted their ship. A little, little of the best medicine with the Yankees coming to town. 49 and 48. Half game up on the 500 Mariners and the Athletics. Uh, minus 258 run differential this year. Uh, Trevor, mm. chronologically speaking, uh, we opened up in the American League with your Mariners Twin series. So I'll let you run. Um, I, I know you were there, so I didn't. I didn't put my horns into this series. People don't love when I go super in depth about the Twins, uh, so we won't go crazy here. I will say this: the Mariners have an excellent team. They really do. Like their pitching is. Legit. I got to see George Kirby in person. Mm. That was very, very impressive. I mean, he shoved. Uh, and then their relievers, when they come in the game, my goodness. I think Munoz ended up – he gave a homer to somebody, Kepler, I think. But Brash, Munoz, Seawald, uh, them coming out of the pen is pretty gross. And like I said, the starters are great. Like, if this team – figures it out offensively. Like basically like if Julio goes, I know like the Kelnick situation sucks. I feel really bad for him. Kicks the water cooler. Is there, the is there anything for us to really say on that? Cause it's obviously a big topic, but I mean, I don't know. The story is, you know, young kid was frustrated, kicked it. And this, this happens every couple of years. It's really dumb and it sucks. I, I don't know what else you say. Right. There's nothing you can say. I mean, he felt, I mean, Go watch his yeah. interview, you know, his press conference. He's he's 
broken up. So you just feel bad for him. It, 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 I think he did it after he got called backdoor slider or curveball from Duran. He didn't like the call, although, you know, he just got frustrated. And it does happen from time to time. So, you know, I'm sure Mariners fans are not happy, but at the same time, you got to realize, like, there's still human emotion in this game, and we want that. Just not in that way, but it does happen. Uh, Twins, kind of been on a roll since the All-Star break. They're, they won five uh, games out of seven in uh, that West Coast swing, so that was a nice start to the second half for them. Like, their hitting's been pretty contagious. They got a couple guys, a couple young guys. One guy I'll talk about later. Mm. Um but uh, Kirilov's been going. Eddie Julian's been going. Yeah, those uh, Carlos Ju- Correa at the those leading Julian off. Yeah, stats, it's been... Trev. Talk about him in a little bit. Really? Yeah. Get so you know, that. it was fun, man. And, and Kenta Maeda has been good. Uh, Bailey Ober is like one of the better pitchers in baseball right now. Uh, that was something that a Twins fan brought to me on my tweet was that he has more WAR than Spencer Strider, Shohei Otani, and Zach Gallen. Mm. So go Bailey over the nightmare. And like I said, you know, like Eugenio is Eugenio, I think, hit a homer in all three games there. Like they have offensive potential. Yeah. Ty France just isn't doing it right now. Julio Rodriguez looks a little in between, I would say. Mm. Um, but they they still have guys. It wouldn't surprise me if the Mariners went on a really nice run. Where are they in the standings, right? They are nine and a half back. Texas and five and a half back the wild card. Oh my. Right? This is a team that could go. This is a team that could go. I, I'm watching them play is you see it. You see it. Interesting deadline coming for them. Is it a stand pad? Is it a is it a buy? I don't I don't know. Um yeah, I, I might I'm buy. Glad. And the twins are the twins are gonna be in the market for some people as well. I think that, that roster is gonna look a little bit different as Jorge Polanco is set to come back. You know, as Kepler is like kind of like hitting right now. So, like, do you, what do you look to do with him? I hope he stays with the Twins. I love him. He's a, you know, he's one of my, I've known him for a long time since he, since he's been 16 years old. But, you know, there's sort of a log jam. They need to, they need to clear some roster spots there. I'm glad you mentioned Eugenio. Uh, he has started to go and he plays a really solid third base. I saw our guy Mariners Muse who showed up at the game and they were like, you know, when when Kyle Seeger left, we thought we were going to see lesser defense at third and they're like, Eugenio is every part of that guy. By the way, check out his offensive stats. He's got that one outlier year that the Reds sold on him. Otherwise, he's a hundred over 100 OPS plus kind of guy. Um, and he, he really clicked. Um, yeah, man. You're right. You still look at the page and you see so much talent for the Mariners. And then you see Mike Ford in the middle of their lineup just hitting taters. Why not? He looks hilarious. Did you get to I'm see sorry, it? You like... get to see some big Mike Ford? He's got to be what? 5'10", two, two something? If if you just like filmed him in black and white, you'd be like, yeah, that guy's played in the 1900s. The way he stands, the way he looks, like the way he swings, it looks like an old school baseball player. He looks like a a pickup league softball cop. You're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he really rakes though. Um, what do you think he's listed at? I think he's listed six foot two twenty. Yeah, yeah, two twenty five. Wow, is what he got got the okay. list. Five ten, two thirty five. 
Um, Trev, the Tigers take three of four from the Royals. I, you know, I, I said I asked for that. I asked for them. I think I said mm-hmm. seven of 11 uh, on their, their upcoming part of their schedule. Because it does become a numbers game. You know, uh, Jimmy deep dove and you know, this Yankees soft sell that they may have coming. In 2016, when they did that with Chapman and Andrew Miller, I think they were four and a half games back of, of the wild card. So this, it's where numbers do matter that the Tigers are five games back. If they start inching closer, you know, if you had Michael Lorenzen or Erod coming over at your deadline... That's going to wash away soon. So I don't know what it necessarily means for the AL Central, but it could have ripple effects at the deadline, um, and maybe it does mean something. But, um, dude, that Lorenzen start, I think he's three starts, um, his last three starts, he hasn't given up a run, and Erod, Erod's stats on the year are incredible. So I don't know. 21 and two-thirds innings for Lorenzen scoreless, so... Yeah, I mean, he's setting himself up to get tra- I mean, I don't know if Tigers fans want to hear that. Because they are close to the Central, you know? Like, five games is still attainable. I don't know if that's in the cards for them to keep all these guys. Is Erod has a player option, right? Well, that's the thing. Erod could be a tricky trade because he has, he has 10 teams blocked, which I didn't know he had that in his contract. Good for you, Erod. Yeah, and, but, you, but you can always you can always waive that, right? But it's it's there, and it you know it's it, it's it, a factor. It does complicate getting a trade. And okay, he, so th- he has the opt out, so he's essentially a rental. So I don't know, like trading Erod, not necessarily the easiest thing to do. So he does have the opt out because I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. Are we sure he has the opt out? Because yes. it doesn't mention yeah. it on. Okay, yeah, I, I figured he did too. That I, I remember hearing that. Yeah, I mean, Lorenzen, you got to look at. Erod, you got to look at. You know, a lot of Tigers fans on my Twitter feed tell me about Spencer Torkelson. I was just going to say, how about Spencer One gotten Torkelson? over the last month. Um, he had um, just had a game where he went two, three for five with two homers. I watched some of the homers. He hit one that looked like he's getting cocky at the plate. Oh, oh, oh boy. I love when I start to see that. He went down and got like a down and away fastball, pulled it into like left center, and kind of like did like this this step into the plate and like kind of like, mm. like watch it. Mm. And I know that feeling. You do too, obviously. Yeah, it's <laughs> I kind of do, which is when just you, sick of me. But <laughs> when, <laughs> when you get that feeling, when you can hit one, and you're like, ooh. Let me just admire it. That's you know you're in a good spot. So yeah, he's been going off. Like I do love Matt Veerling. He made some catches. He hit some. He hit some baseballs around. I, I how about that for a yeah analysis? Good. That's really good, Trev. Baseballs around. I like Matt Veerling. I'm not afraid to say it. You do, uh, Trev. Here's what I'll say. Their offense has been atro- atrocious this year. The starting pitching on the surface, you see 25th in starting pitching ERA. That's not good, right? Erod, when he's been there, he's been awesome. Michael Lorenzen, like we talked about. Matt Manning putting it together. And the peripherals that go with that starting pitching ERA, they're eighth in whip. Like, you know, they're 11th in hits per nine. They're, 
There's other numbers there that look a little better that if you're telling me, if you're telling me, um, Spencer Torkelson, the light bulb's gone off. You're telling me Riley Green is back and his light bulb might be nice. Then the efforts from McKinstry and Matt Carpenter and your guy Veerling and some Javi Baez and doses. Let's not drink the Kool-Aid yet. But I'm glad Ooh. I'm glad we kept the Tigers on our radar because they have a fun Padres set coming up that uh The loser's deadline might get affected, which is crazy. Mm. Which is just crazy. Uh, hey, talking Royals, Blanco, Garcia, and Olivares. Olivares? How do you say that? They have a big game in the game they win, so I don't know. Get healthy, Vinny P. The Rangers sweep the Rays, Trev, and we still have the Orioles coming up and the IL. Uh, Rangers, they limped into the break. There were some butter knife numbers, you know, at different points. I think they were 10 and 15 in their last 25. I, you know, they were losing some games. They win three, three in a row against the other team who had been the big bad wolf in the AL. We got the Low Brothers on the field. Jonah Heim opening up. Simeon is back after he had a slump. Um... I guess the Rangers conversation doesn't change much. Like, it's, it's kind of what I just said. Like, okay, yeah, the Rangers can bop. Um, you know, they win. They win at home. They sweep. They're good. So I guess from you, are things different with the Rays? Or are we just saying, like, baseball happens. It's a grind. It's a tough month. Um, or I don't know, the second place Rays who are having a horrid July. Well, when they got off to that undefeated April, as we like to say, they were absolutely crushing the ball. And I remember talking to Cash when we were there in Tampa, and and someone asked him like, "What's most surprised? What's been the most surprising aspect of your team?" And he said, "The offense. Like we didn't know it could be this good." And if you look back uh, from July first, I mean, they just haven't put up a ton of runs. Uh, three runs, six runs. One run, four runs, one run, one run. And they had a good game against the uh, Atlanta when they put up 10, but it's been a lot of that, like two runs, three runs, four runs. And, and, and today's game, that just doesn't – that's how you lose games. So the offense has come back down to earth, essentially, is what I'm trying to say, and, and their record reflects that. But I guess, I guess the question – Which, isn't, which isn't, isn't crazy. I mean, you have to expect that I guess at some that, point if you're a race fan. I guess that would that leads me to the question of like, does it change your scope of them? Because we, we thought there'd be some regression. That's why we've made the joke about the undefeated April. But I don't. is it scaring you more than you thought it would when you knew regression would come? Not really. Okay. Not really. Because I think what they did early on in the season has put them, like, obviously well into the playoff picture. And then really what we've seen over the last... I don't know, like three, four, five uh, postseasons. It's like you just got to get hot. And this is a team that can get as hot as anybody. So I I still have them firmly in contention for a World Series. I'm very curious how their trade deadline is going to go. They're always such an enigma for me, like when it comes to this stuff. Like 
they've been rumored on Juan Soto, like the last or before he went to San Diego, like there was talks about that happening. So like, I think there is a chance they try to go out and get some big fish. Mm. Like if you're that organization and you're Eric Neander and you're putting these teams together, like you got to the dance and that was the COVID season, right? Yep. But you haven't won one. Like you need to win one. Like you're, you got it going on. So I think like they're, I don't know if they're feeling pressured to do that. They're they're doing just fine there, but you know, they want it and they're so close and the payroll is so nil that they could go make a splash, man. I think it's just funny in this, in this part of the season that I've been harping on these two and a half weeks that we're going to name at some point, you know, I think the conversations in the Rays front office have changed. Like, they, they've they had to. There was a time when we looked at their hitting stats and it was ones across the board. They're ninth in batting average now. They're 10th in OBP. Like, the it the conversations in the front office have changed. And um, I'll tell you what, I know I keep hyping up series. Rays, Baltimore, this weekend. Yummy. What? Yummy. Hard H. And I'm going to be watching the Yankees and the Royals dry hump each other. God damn it. <laughs> um, go Rangers, go. Jose Siri doesn't care. Um, oh, that actually leads to the Yankees and Angels. Well, talk about a little bit about the Rangers and Chapman bringing him over. Like, the first game throws a score this ninth before they walk it off in a while. Pitch. Like, I don't understand why more teams aren't active before other like why why not go out and get the guys you want right now i just i I can't understand it sometimes it's like hey uh the guys the teams that are selling want to wait for more offers but go blow them away i'm absolutely with with an offer i'm a thousand percent with you and you know we've been doing this for six seven years talking about baseball whether yanks are here or whatever like there's been a couple things that i've been like have been in my head like I'm pretty sure this is right, but what do end of the day? What do I know? A simple electrical supply uh, marketing guy, um, yeah. Trev. That is so misread by front offices because if you could, because I think we're going to see at this deadline a lot of retools, a lot of shakeups, like Mets, Padres, uh, Yankees. Uh, there's another, you know, Mariners, like Cardinals. I think you're going to see a lot of not like straight up sell a lot of retool and reworkings that if you can do that a couple weeks ago, which by the way, the Halos kind of did. They had their whole infield get hurt, so they added Moustakis. They added Eddie Escobar. That like, it can be done. And I think what scares them, they're so scared to get hurt by a prospect who instantly snaps and figures it out. Um, And the other risk of it your guy Malibu Mike, who has come over to the Halos and he's looked pretty good. You know, there's mm-hmm. a chance that he could have come over and not looked good. But guess what? That's literally anyone in baseball, basically, besides Juan Soto, who also didn't look great for like a couple months with the Padres. So you're absolutely right. More teams, if you see you have a flaw, like go for it, like address it. Don't just say, ah, baseball has ebbs and flows. It comes and goes. Like, do something. You can do that. Sorry. Sorry for my passion. Um, I like it. Angels, Yankees, Trev, any commentary you'd like to add? 
Let's hear it, Big Daddy. They got swept. Give give some credit to the to the Angels, okay? I want to hear that first. Credit on the Angels, who have a lot of injuries themselves. Um, they needed to do this, otherwise this whole episode would be more Otani trades. They're above 500. Trev, <laughs> I will say this. Dude, the strikeout stuff is insane, and the Yankees fired their hitting coach. They brought in Sean Casey from the TV booth. Um Griff Canning, 12 strikeouts, career high. Chase Silseth, 10 strikeouts, career high. 42 strikeouts uh, against the Cardinals. That was a record. The Yankees at bats are a level of atrocious that I just haven't seen before. And I, I don't know if it's just mental and it's in their heads. I don't know if it's something they're teaching. I don't know if it's their scouting. Um... It's uh, it's bizarre. It it it's really they have the worst batting average the last forty games. The New York Yankees. Um, and then at the same time, I see some of the guys in the lineup, and you know, Franchi Cordero ends up having a nice day at the office, which I'm happy for him. Um, Oswald Peraza comes from AAA, thrown in the leadoff spot. He wasn't on the team a couple days ago, so. I don't know if they're just... You can't be complaining about that, though. You've wanted that guy up the entire year. I have, Trev, it's a, it's but a I... It's a point of confusion. I, 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 if he's available to be thrown into the leadoff spot, why hasn't he been hit in eighth the past couple weeks, you know? So, I... Go, Angels, go. Would, go, please. I would love to be a fly on the wall in the Yankees hitters meetings, like with Sean Casey at the helm. I, I want to know what they're like. Because he's Same. look, the guy doesn't come from the analytical age, right? He just doesn't. Oh. And that's kind of like why I feel Boone wanted him in there. It's a different feel. Oh, Gibby's texting me now. Oh boy. Um okay. hey. anyways, I, I would I, I want to be in there. I want to see what they're like. If it's just like a goof around, like, hey, like let's just get the boys together and get the T levels up, or are we diving yes. into the scouting reports? It's it's this is baseball, man. Everyone goes through this. It's just, it's, we're, we're right here. It's just about to happen. It's like, maybe, maybe give me some advice. Hey, enough about the crappy Yankees. Uh, Halos, Taylor Ward has, has started to click again. He, he looks good when he's right. Um, Renjifo, who got benched a little while back for some, I think, some base running or, or some effort. He has a big homer in this. Um, and what was the other, uh, well, oh, Mickey Moniak, uh, circling back. Man, like we talked about with Torkelson, sometimes it takes a little bit for the light bulb to go off in this game. Well, 1-1 pick, Mickey Moniak, he's 25 years old, um, and he has 331, 364, a 9.94 OPS this year in 44 games. That will be an interesting one to track as he was traded for the rental of Noah Syndergaard. So we talk why front offices are horrified to trade sometimes. This is why. Yeah, Mickey, 1-1 one, one pick. I believe he's from San Diego, so he's back on the West Coast enjoying it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's doing so well that your manager was afraid to pitch around Shohei Otani because Mickey Moniak was there. Think about that for a second. So that is awesome. Him and Neto, I, I talked about this when I saw him play. Like They have brought in a different level to that Angels team, one that if they are going to stay in contention and 
try to run this thing out with Shohei. I mean, those two guys are are going to be a massive part of it. So it's I'm sorry about the Yankees, bro. And like Carlos Rodon, who's supposed to come save the world, hasn't done it yet. Blowing kisses. Are to you hecklers. like out on the Yankees? It's like are, are people just out on the Yankees? Uh, done? So that you know there's a lot of Yankee people in our office. Um Yeah. Here's <laughs> I think here's what I'll tell you. And I mean this has to do a little bit with my personality, but like I'm the furthest in and my best hopes are like a, a Dylan Carlson for a young pitcher flip. Rizzo, DJ, Stanton, snap into it. Judges, like they need so much to go right. Because Trev, the other elephant in the room, do you like the Blue Jays? Do you like the Rays? Do you like, yes. <laughs> do you like the Orioles? Yes. And do you like the Red Sox? Yes. They're four games back of a wild card. I mean, look, dude, it's, the season's not over, but uh, it feels like the sky's falling on social media with this with these Yankee fans. I mean, the only Is Aaron other... Judge back soon or what, dude? Nobody I mean... knows. That's the other problem. So, um, I I think uh, the only thing I'd counter with you with Trev with you with, um, mm-hmm. the Yankees haven't been. What's the set? The Yankees haven't been in last place this late in a season since 1990. Yeah, I think 90. So, yeah, man, that's going to create some panic uh, with what can be a tough fan base. Uh, The the final game in the AL, uh, the Yankees rivals, the Boston Red Sox. They end up losing the series to the A's. Uh, A little bit of, you know, the Red Sox came in hot. They've been one of the hottest teams in baseball. They have the best... Uh, they had and have the best record in July, and they win that first game 7 nothing. Pavetta's breaking records. Boom, bang, pow. Shutout in game two, uh, and then they lose a, a one-run game in the finale. Uh, and, hey, shout-out Trevor May, our guy. 500th career shout-out. Strikeout. Shout-out. Shout-out. Your guy, you T2. Know, uh, yeah, T2. Uh, yeah, great job by Pavetta in the first game coming in, you know, six innings of relief, 13 freaking Ks. That's a real deal outing right there. Uh, Turner, who's been really good. 15 uh, game Patrick hitter. Anthony, 15 game, 15 game hitting streak. He's 22 for 57, one dot in it over the span. He's played third, second, first, and DH in that time. So he's moving all over the place. Obviously a great pickup for them. And then I'll say this about the A's. I just, I just came from watching them. They're uh, they brought some young guys up, Sodersham and and uh, uh, forget the guy's name already. Is he on the sheet at all? Let me see. Oh yeah, they called up their two big prospects coming out of the break. They called up Soderstrom and Giloff. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Giloff. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm the one I'm looking for. Uh, they they put up like some pesky at bats, dude. Like they're it's it's a young team, so you're gonna have like crazy peaks uh, peaks and valleys, but. There's some peaks in it. Yeah. Like they're, they're, you know, their ability to work in a bat is pretty good. You know what Noda does. And, you know, he kind of like sets the tone there. And they have some guys like you talked about their pitching staff early on in the year. And so they're just, they're just not there. <clears throat> it's the stuff is there, but they just walk people and they get yeah. behind and counts. And it's like, then it becomes an issue. But if things line up, they can beat anybody. 
Like this is baseball. Like the A's, like with the tap, they have talent there. It's just young, raw talent. Trevor, so it's going to lose a lot, but like you know, they run off a series like this where they get two out of three from the Red Sox. Trevor May probably going to see him moved at the deadline. Um, Tony Kemp might be a nice little ad for for a team going. But yeah, the, the lot. Some of the pitchers have clicked. Medina's a former Yankee farmhand that he always had the stuff, so if he can start throwing strikes, you're right. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, it's so funny how quick baseball can move because, you know, I don't know what J.J. Blade is, but he had a couple good games. He's 25. Jordan Diaz has had some big games. He's 22. Um, Tyler Soderstrom's 21 years old. Giloff's 23. Langeliers is 25. Nick Allen's 24. So... You like Giloff. Yeah? Let's learn, let's learn how to say his name. I'd love that. I'd love that for us as a program. Because <laughs> how do you say that? that? G-E-L-O-F. Galoff. 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 Zach Galoff. And he's a, he's a Zach with a K, so I respect it. Yeah. I Baseball don't respect Zach with a Galoff. Galoff? That yeah, might make a little off. more sense. Yeah. Okay. G- well, how do you say it? G-E-H-L? That's Gel? Gel? Gel. No clue. Gol? Gloth. Anyway, you you would love this guy. Like okay. he's your type of player, man. Little little fire, like a little IT? spark plug. <laughs> a little pisser. He's six two. He he doesn't look six two. I don't know about six two, bro. Six two <laughs> Six two doesn't sound like a pisser to me. Um but maybe he is. Play with your hair on fire. Uh, Boston, it's tough. You guys were really hot, and you definitely saw three wins coming. Um, ooh, they've got a – they're playing the New York Metropolitans. That'll be uh, – <laughs> there will be <laughs> there will be highlights there. Trev, you okay? You did your lean back like – No, I'm just uh, – dude, I'm exhausted. I've been going hard, bro. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, make, I'm fine. Don't, don't worry about me, bro. We, we had our, on in peace. We had our first uh, – Floorball practice yesterday in a you know hot warehouse, Poppy Gordo between the pipes, body's feeling it a little bit. Hmm. Let's do okay, some, okay. Let's okay. do some interleague play because there is one or two bangers in here. And speaking of, so does Roan R H O N E pronunciation pod, um, and man. Roan's Commuter Collection. This is the one I want to drive home. Most comfortable, most breathable, and flexible set of products known to man, and here's why. Uh, The comfy pants, the dress shirts, the Q-zip. This is the company, you guys have heard me reference it a couple times. Papi Gordo came home wearing one one night, and my sweet Jessica was like, oh, that that fits you nice. Uh, And normally, she closes her eyes. Um, Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology You'll be smelling fresh and clean All day long on top of that And Roan's 100% machine washable So throw it in there, clean it Wear it again And at Roan.com slash baseball Promo code baseball You'll save 20% off your entire order 20% R-H-O-N-E dot com slash baseball Click the link in the description One of BBD's ghost go-tos Jake, the, we had our all-star event in Seattle Know which pants I broke out for that one? The people were complimenting me. The Roan. They were my Roan pants. Yep. Mm. Mm. Let's uh, 
Let's do some IL because we're starting off with two of the best teams in baseball. Those teams are my Baltimore Orioles and Trevor Plouffe's Dodgers and the Dodgers. They take the first two. All right, Dodgers. Frederick, sure. Uh, Will Smith, how's your four for six in the second game? Chris Taylor, Grand Slam, six career. You know I noted that. In the final game, though, uh, Ramon Urias, Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westberg. He's another one of those young studs that they've called up. Uh, They get it done to take first place in the East, but Dodgers win the set. Uh, Good on them. Uh, They were trailing before that Chris Taylor Grand Slam, snapped Orioles' eight-game win streak, Uh, and then Ryan Brazier comes in for the Dodgers. Have uh, Have they fixed him? Grayson Rodriguez still figuring it out. Baseball's hard, turns out. Guardians, they take two out of three from the Pittsburgh Pirates. They put up double digits the first two games, 11 runs, 10 runs. Pirates in those same games combined for one. Uh, But they come back and they win the last one. That was Quinn Priester. The Pirates called up three guys as well. You mentioned Oakland calling up guys. Uh, But it wasn't enough because Josh Naylor, uh, talk about the light bulb going off. He has gone nuts uh, for them. Logan Allen with a big start. But you know my guy Jared Triolo keeping it running for Pittsburgh in that last game to help get the win. Here's a here's your World Series preview in the video game before the season. Padres Blue Jays. And the Padres, they take two out of three. Uh, they get to Manoa in that first game. Five walks, zero Ks for Big Alec. Don't love that. Uh, Padres win the second game. Darvish Barrios pitching match. Those are two of our guys, Trev. Uh, and then Blake Snell puts up another just hilarious line. Five innings pitch, one earned run, seven walks out of Snell. Uh, and he gets outdueled by Bassett Hound um, and Vladdy with the homer along with Captain Kirk. Uh, so the Blue Jays salvage the series. But Padres trying to get as much good juice as they can get going into this deadline. Same with the New York Mets as they take two out of three from the Mid Sox. Another 11-10 game. That was the night everyone was scoring runs. Alvarez, Pham, McNeil, uh, even Yasmani Grindal and Jake Berger on the other side. Everyone was getting it done. Justin Verlander, eight innings pitch. One earned run for the Mets. Haven't talked about him a lot this year, huh? Um, And then Quintana returns for the Mets, but White Sox end up winning that game later, 6-2. And your final series, the Rockies in Houston. They only played two, and they split it. Uh, Rockies, they win the first game. Ryan McMahon, someone trade for him if you can. Um, And then Brandon Belak with a really good outing. Uh, in the second game, Kyle Tucker, Chaz McCormick. Sure, sure, sure. That's what happened in the aisle. T-Pain? Uh-huh. This is the Chaz McCormick show now. Yeah, full-blown? After I told the Astros to trade for La Pantera, Chaz's like, nah, bro. Yeah. I'm the center fielder. I'm, we're good here. Yeah, um, you try to call Gibby nine for 14. If Gibstar is up for it, is he, is he calling me? Is he calling you? 
Just have I'll him, call him. Yeah, just have him call you and, and do speaker if he picks up. Because Let's see if I can do this. Just a reminder, his Orioles are in first place. First place. And did he tell you he wanted Andy to... Rosarena lobbing the ball in. Did he give you a little, that? like, like I want to talk about the boys? I texted him last night and said, bro, like, we... You, you guys are in first place and you need to call in. So let's just try. <laughs> Gunnar Henderson. Can you hear this? I'm FaceTime audioing. This. I have low hopes for this currently. If he answers, you got to like shove that thing into the mic. He's a pretty. <clears throat> loud talker. Okay. You got big leagues, but we'll see if he comes okay. back. He might call. Um, we thought we'd give it a try. Orioles win that last game. They probably could have won the first game uh, if that 0-2 pitch doesn't get thrown to Chris Taylor. Um, grand slam, two outs, Ooh, 0-2. I was... W- I was watching that, and yeah, man, uh, Dodgers were looked like they were going to get beat that game. Then that's what a grand slam will do to you. Jeez, Chris Taylor. Yeah, fastballs only by Baker. You don't love that. Um, Dodgers have nine grand slams this year, leading the majors. How do you like that? Um, I cannot. I'm trying to find my place on this page. There we go. Jason Hayward in the second. Str- it's a struggle bus for me today. It's okay, Trev. Well, I think we've all been there. Um, Baltimore is fifty and thirty, following their eight and seven start to the season. Um, Orioles haven't been swept this year. Seventy consecutive. Seventy ones. Yeah. I don't know, man. We're on it together. I don't know. Um, World Series preview. Is that what you're saying? There were some good things in here in my uh, in my Twitter mentions about the Orioles uh, that I wanted to get to, but Gibby currently is playing with Game One starter Grayson Rodriguez. They're playing some golf together. Wow, getting away from the field. I mean, there's been some. The pitching's kind of showed up. Yes, as you've challenged it, man. Um, let me get some of these. How about James Outman getting the first lefty homer, Oppo Field at the new Camden Yards. <laughs> That's I mean, insane, a big boy. dude. That used to be such he's a, a hitter's part. That's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Um, but like I said, he is a big boy. It actually does not surprise me. Are you a little shell-shocked that didn't pick up? No, no, no. I'm going okay. through my thing. Um, Kyle Bradish over his last like 60 innings has been really, really good. Answering the call here. You know what I'm saying? Not mm. like Gibby. Not yeah. answering the freaking call. Uh, they're a very, very interesting team come the trade deadline to me. They're the kingpin. I mean, they have... They're the kingpin. They have the most chips prospects. at the table. They really, really do. They have they have the prospects at the upper minor leagues. They have a bunch of dudes in the top 100. Their payroll is nothing. Like they can do, they can add a lot, and I think they're going to. I think they're going to be very, very aggressive, man. It's going to be awesome to see. I hope so. Um, 
I hope so, because uh, it feels like the the iron is the iron is ripe to strike. And even you know Mount Castle's losing playing times. I know there's teams that would love to let him run the past two, the next two months, the next couple of years. But the Orioles also don't have to. They can also say we have all these chips, like Aaron Hicks. Thirty-four comeback wins for the Orioles this year. That's uh, that's what you like. And the Dodgers won the series, so um, <laughs> ain't ain't that it? Ain't ain't that those two teams? Is that? So Chris Rose has a question for me okay. about the Dodgers. Is it a foregone conclusion that they win the division? No. Snakes and Giants, two games behind. No. You don't think it's like one of those things where it's like it it appears closer than it actually is with the Dodgers? No. I This Dodgers team is a little different than past years. They're easily they're easily the favorites. Um I want to see what the Giants... I want to see what all three teams do at the deadline, but, you know, I, the Snakes are really talented. The Giants, as an organization, this was their kind of call-out year. Like, are you guys that good as an org? And they're kind of showing they are. That, no, I, I, don't, think, I don't think the Dodgers are a foregone conclusion at all. How about the Dodgers outfield that they're running out there right now? It's completely different than what we thought it would, would be. That's obviously testing the depth of the organization, but Hayward's out there. Peralta's out there. Outman's doing his thing. Mookie's basically a shortstop, second yeah. baseman. It's wild, man. Like, But that's why they've been so good for so long. We always talk about that. When, they're, when they have to test their depth, they pass the test. God, that that West is going to be fun, man. That West is going to be fun. Interesting deadlines all around. Um, golly, we're we're up, we're running today. Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Did, hate to be rude to our guys. I I gave Naylor a shout out before. He's he's been really going off. Um, you know, he's been crushing the ball. He's yeah. There's. Some numbers that support him being one of the better hitters in, in baseball. Best batting average since May 30th, uh, above Arias. Um, and he's doing it with Pop, too. So, uh, And he's a sneaky guy that, like, his name's been in the lexicon for a while, but he's 26. He just turned 26. Like, you know, sometimes it takes takes guys a little bit to go and he went last year and now he's got an 872 OPS like um Guardians win two out of three against the Pirates and at this point of the season that's kind of expected so I might keep it moving and shaking Jared Triolo 12 game hit streak you know I'm big on that you're a big Jared Triolo guy going back I'm finding some things out talking about the Cardinals and what's changed with them I know this is way back when apparently they brought a ping they brought the ping pong table back Really? In the in the clubhouse. Really? Vibes are better. That's so fucking Gotta love that. That's so fucking dumb. Did we even mention Felix Batista when we were talking about the Orioles? I don't think we did. We got sidetracked Ooh. with Gibby not answering his dang phone. They trade for Fujinami. They, I mean, they're going. They're going, man. Cano, I mean, Fujinami's, a, have you like dove into like I have. his stuff? 
Yeah, his uh, his splitter ranks out Very as one of strange. the best pitches. Um, his whole story is kind of bizarre, but he um, he can pump a hunch. His splitter's gross. Uh, he got rocked the first two months of the season, and now the last two or uh, one and a half months, he's been good. Um, so yeah, uh, no Orioles are Orioles are a fucking problem. I I tried telling everyone two weeks into the season, like. This this isn't a fun, punchy team. This is one of the best teams in baseball. And everyone's like 14 years old. Fuck. Okay. It's not good good news for me. Um Pirates called up a bunch of prospects. Um The Battery, Priester to Andy Rodriguez. Uh both making their debut is the first time the Pirates have done that since Cookie, Cucarello, and Hank Cam- Camelli. Obviously. In 43. Uh, go Guardians, go. Make Chris Rose happy. We got we to gotta start getting to the second half of the show, but not before we talk Padres, Blue Jays, Trevor. Um, we got a lot of series left to talk. Padres, Blue Jays was a good one. Uh, Musgrove goes off. Uh, Blue Jays' offense goes blank the first two games. What did they score? One run the first two games. Um, and that is because they were facing some good pitching. Yeah. Analytics. Uh, like I said, Musgrove did his thing. Darvish did his thing. Even Blake Snell, he had seven walks, but still only allowed one earned run, which is that kid. How do you do that? that and he only kid. kid four people. So it's like sometimes you're like, oh, you walk people, but he, he struck a bunch of people out, so it doesn't matter about the traffic on the base pass. But he only struck out four in five innings, so he just pitched in and out of trouble. Um, Blue Jays salvaged the series now last game. So they scored a total of five runs in the series, the Blue Jays. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I know the Padres can throw it a little bit, but it's a tough series offensively for them, and to the, say the least. And the Blue Jays had come in pretty hot, I, I think. Their their first loss, and there's a little all-star break in there since the combined no-hitter against Detroit was that first game of the series. And, yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of ways to cut up numbers, but if your team scored more than f- one run in, in a game, you won. Uh, all the losers are 0-0 in one run scored. So, um, Soto. He's good, huh? Wait. This is an interesting stat on the page about the Padres. You know, we always talk about depth. We just talked about with the Dodgers. Um, the Padres 17 times this season have had to use starters that aren't like their preferred starting five. So you have Darvish, Waka, Snell, Musgrove, and Lugo. Like those are the guys they want with the pill. 17 other guys have had to start or 17 times. Not 17 other guys, but 17 right. times they've had a starter that wasn't those guys. You know what the ERA is? Is it 774? It is 774. Not great. Good guess. Good guess. It's on the sheet. Depth matters, man. Where are you at with the Padres? If, if those 17 starts came from some, I don't know, young prospect who reeled off eight good ones, yeah, what, what does that mean for their standings? Uh, they're in the retool bucket. Like, I... I don't see a team like the Padres being hard sell. Like you always say, they have their core together. Like they, they want to, sh- they got to shake it up. But I don't know. 
Like, at the same time, for me, if they trade a Snell or if they trade Hayter, they're dead. So, I don't know. Then maybe they're just buying, but that's a losing proposition because I just talked about the three teams ahead of them. I don't know. I don't know. They shouldn't be there. Six and a half games back of the wild card. Yeah, if they had a few better starts from those uh, 17 outings, they'd be a couple games back of the wild card. And we'd be talking about a completely different thing. Um, Speaking of. I think, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much they sell. If you, if you trade a Snell or Musgrove or someone of that level, I think your season is over. Well, they won't trade Musgrove. Or, excuse me, I meant Hater. Snell or Hater. Hater, yeah. And I just, it's hard to imagine them doing that. Imagine Hater getting traded, like, by contending teams a couple of different times. Doesn't make any sense. Dalton. Well, I don't know if you call it, I guess, them contending. Dalton said his dream deadline is Hater to the Snakes. And I was like, Dalton, I love you, but that just will not happen. Okay. Dalton knows a lot. All knows ball. We know that. Uh, everything we said about the Padres, the New York Mets win two out of three as these teams do just enough for us to not declare them dead. Um, they do it against the White Sox. I mentioned Kitana comes back in the final game. Justin Verlander, man, eight innings, one earned run. Like, he's been so mentally off the radar, which is bizarre. Alvarez has a two-homer game in the first game. He's been electric that I... Uh, Like, they have... The Padres feel like they don't have the pieces to retool because, like you said, their thing is depth, and they just don't have depth. The Mets have retooly depth that they're going to shake things at the deadline. It'll be a soft sell retool. And that makes sense to me. (sighs) Why are we here? Two disappointing teams going at it. Yeah, I don't know. Why are we here? Um, Mets had a huge lead in the first game, kind of squandered it away, ended up getting that one. Uh, And then a great start by Verlander in game two. That's all they really needed. They put up five runs. They didn't need it. And then the White Sox got a good start uh, from Kopech, Mm. which I can't believe he's not better than he is. (laughs) Like Honestly. Story of the White Sox. All the time when I watch him pitch. Yeah, yeah, story of the White Sox, exactly. Yeah, Quintana gets the start. It's good to see him out there. I'm excited to see where we are next Wednesday. Uh, we're we're gonna do sell some, sell. Yeah, we're gonna do some some more full full deadline. You know, we came off of our life episode last episode. Um, and I, another thing, I'm really excited that I reminded Dalton to do. Um, who's hot? Like you know, if a Yasmani Grandal gets traded, like I, he had his first RBI in nine games. Like, does he go on a little heater heading into the deadline? Because that can change his value and his perception. Um, so, uh, I'm interested to get there and see what other teams b- bury themselves or do not bury themselves. You ready for the second half of the show? Houston and the Rockies split a two game set. This show is presented by better help. Uh, sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices. How much do we dive into a two game set between Houston and Colorado? It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. That wasn't tough. <laughs> well, there's a lot tougher decisions about relationships, career, and therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want to navigate 
life. So if you're thinking about this, helping align your decisions and practice it, better help can be a great option for you. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You'll fill out their questionnaire. They'll get you matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime at no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash talking baseball to get 10% off your first month. It's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash talking baseball. Click the link in the description. Hoo-hee, Trev. It's marathon season, and we've got... Good thing I have holes in my shirt, because I'm freaking hot. It's the busiest time of the year. And we've got some standout performances. Performances. Now, how is this going to happen? Because I picked a guy that you like, and you picked a guy that I like. I think you go first. Okay. I picked a guy who... I was just going through my phone. And, um, no missed calls telling. Yeah, no, Gibby has not called me back or has he? No, he has not. No. Uh, I was talking to Kyle Farmer mm. about this day. We were talking about my days with the A's and Chapman and all these people. And I said, you know, it's funny. We had a, I had a dinner with them and we, we like to call it the last supper. Mm. It was me, Chapman, Matt Olson, Chad Pinder. It was like March 13th we had dinner because we we took a picture all together at the house, the content house we had there in spring training. The next day, Matt Olson gets traded. Two days after that, Matt Chapman gets traded. And they mm-hmm. knew it was coming. I thought that was really funny. It's uh, It brought me back a little bit. But Matt Olson, I mean, look what he's doing on the year. The game that I'm talking about uh, is the Thursday game. He goes two for four with two homers, three RBI. Uh, hits the homers off Zach Gallen, which is nice. The 3-0 homer that I was talking about earlier. But on the year, this dude has 32 homers and 80 ribbies already. He's got a 944 OPS. Um, I don't know how much more we can say about this guy to be able to come in and fill Freddie Freeman's shoes and probably even a little bit more. Like, that's very difficult to do. Yeah. He's worth every single penny that they gave to him so shout out matt olson he does not date your daughter but you'd let him date your daughter yeah i i would uh i'd let him date my daughter and i i think the stat i saw on the internet and i i want to get it right i think i think over the last 162 like going back last year through this year he is number one in home runs um he has he has more than I think he has 51. I think Judge was at 50. I think someone else was at 52. And it was, I think, Shohei. I think it was Matt Olson, Aaron Judge, and Shohei. And he's locked up until 2030. So So he'll be staying. Um, Yeah, and Trev, this is, you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we're having a little wife swap because, uh, a guy that you've fallen in love with this year. Um, I'm taking Christian Walker from my snake. So a little, a little power first baseman episode. He puts together a little three for five, two homers, five RBI. Trev, you talk about that confident feeling. I don't know if you saw the one he pulled into the left center gap, but he kind of gave that like, uh, <laughs> you can't throw that ball there to me. <laughs> what? what do you think we're doing here? Uh, 
You said you like his look, kind of the bald head with the beard, him and Longo. Um, and not a lot of baseball players have gold gloves and silver sluggers in their closet, and he is that guy. Like, it's it's not just the kids with the snakes. Christian Walker's been doing this for a while, and he's really good. So I, I love that we ended up in a theme, a your crush, my crush, first base, little NL swapperoo, because uh, he's a guy... I had a conversation with someone in the office this week if Christian Walker was actually one of the most underrated players in baseball, and I think he is. Well, he's making $6.5 million this year in arbitration, so he's not on a long-term deal. He has another year of ARB next year before he gets into free agency in 2025. And if he keeps putting up these numbers, man, how old is he? He's 32 right now. It'd be interesting to see if the if the Diamondbacks try to do anything with him. They they have the next year of control, probably at around a ten to twelve million dollar rate, and then going forward, he'd probably want something right around there as well for the upcoming years. I could see them trying to get something done with him, keep the core together, you know, maybe not dip crazy into the years, but also you know try to keep him around for the next three four. 853 OPS right now, 20 homer, 63 ribbies. He's got seven bags, seven swipes. She's taking advantage of the new rules. Love it. Love yeah, I Christian guess, Walker. I guess the unfortunately sad extra commentary there is I think if where he's at age-wise, I think the snakes just ride it out, and um, I hope he rakes next year and can break he's the He's 32. Don't act like he's fucking 45, bro. Trev, but don't pretend like you don't know free agency. If he has a bad year next year, then he's going to be a one-year, $8 million guy. Like, you know that. We've seen we've seen a bunch of people just get signed into their 40s. I'm, I'm, I'm off that. I'm off it. I'm wish, off it. Wish I was on you. Trev, we, hit it. There, there was a lot of other guys, and I hope they pop up in this next sec. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. For the series. We just talked about this guy a little bit. He's been getting it going. OPS, I think, about to clear 800. Austin Riley goes 6 for 13, 462 average. Mm. Four homers, 11 ribbies. He two-dotted it in the series. Gotta love when a guy can two-dot it. Wilmer Flores. San Francisco Giants legend, 7 for 15, also uh, with two doubles, four homers, seven RBI for him. Uh, it was a four-game set in Cincinnati and only 39 played appearances since the beginning of June. Flores has a 388 batting average and 1.1 OPS. Saw this in person, Eugenio. Six for 14, a double, three homers. He homered in every single game, including a homer on his 32nd birthday, mm. which was on Tuesday, July 18th. So happy birthday to Eugenio Suarez. Mm. For the week, the first guy we're not going to talk about because I'm going to be talking about him in a little bit, but how mm. about Chicago Cubs outfielder Mike Talkman? Yeah. Seven for 16, three doubles, eight ribbies, five runs, four walks for a 1.3 on Wednesday. Talkman logged his first career game with three extra base hits. That's nice. Trent Grisham getting the bat going. Nice. Eight for 23, four doubles, two homers, six ribbies, five walks, two stolen bases for a 1.2. How about this? Since July 1st, this is what we got. Corbin Burns. We just talked about him. Four games started since July 1st, 27 innings pitch. He's only given up eight hits, Jake. Mm. Eight freaking hits, four earned runs, 36 Ks in those innings. That is good for a 1-3-3 ERA or 
my favorite stat, a point six three whip. Whip. Michael Lorenzen. Three games started, 18 and two-thirds innings pitched, eight hits, 14 Ks. That's a zero ERA, 0.75 whip. He extended his score of the streak to 21 and two-thirds, dating to June 30th at Colorado, and it's the longest active streak in the majors and the longest by a Tiger since Michael Fulmer's 33 and a third in 2016. Joe Musgrove, big Joe. Three games started, uh, also 3-0, 19 innings pitch, 11 hits, only two earned runs. That's a .95 ERA with a .68 whip. He's 8-0 with a 176 in the last 61 and a third innings pitch. That's 10 starts to a 176. Go, Joe, go. And that, my friends, is Susan Fuego. Incredible as always, Trevor Plouffe. Um Man, some of those names, it's its the beauty of baseball, man. Even that one-week crew, Eddie Julian. All right, Canadian prospect, sure. Go nuts, kid, why not? Mike Talkman jumped overseas, came back, doing it for his hometown team. And Trent Grisham changed up the stance in spring training, didn't get the results early on. I know Padre fans were kind of sick of his spot in the lineup, and now he's starting to go. Uh, it's the beauty of this sport. Uh, one of the things that's not beautiful about this sports is the IL. You guys know know how mm. much that gets to me. Um, Wade Miley, another Dalton shout-out, uh, goes to the IL. We'll see what happens there. Hunter Harvey, who I think he was a trade deadline guy. He jumps on the IL. A crawdaddy for the Giants. Hate that. Cedric Mullins returns to the IL. He's had a couple stints recently. Kelnick we talked about. Ryan Noda for my Oakland, damn it. Uh, and Starling Marte for the Mets. I wonder if that affects their outfield depth deadline type stuff. Returning from the aisle, Shane McClanahan, DeScalfani, Edward Cabrera for the Fish, Adam Simber, friend, Brent Suter, Tyler O'Neill off the 60-day IL for those Cardinals, and Zach Grinke, he back, he bad. Uh, and with that, on a mega episode of Talking Baseball as we sneak up to the trade deadline. Let's get ready for the weekend the right way. Awards! Golly. Trevor Clough. Is Kelsey coming in for four ball? She is. Wow. Good for you. Yep. Good for you. Okay, so we've tried to, like, dance around this guy's name. Pretty much all day today. Um, I have been with him for the last seven days. And I've really taken akin to this kid. I'm going to give an award called Le Bon Frappeur. Mm. It's a French award today. Do you mm. know what Le Bon Frappeur means? Uh, I'm My French is not where I'd like it to be, no. The good hitter. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm talking about Eddie Julian here, a kid that's come up uh, in the Twins organization and just gone off. Like he's had the hit tool his entire time. Go look at his minor league numbers. All the OPSs start with a nine. Okay, COVID season washed away, but everything else um, starts with a nine. Okay, his big league OPS right now starts with a nine, 957. He's a complete hitter. This guy is one of the reasons that they were okay with trading Luis Arise for pitching. 
Yeah. Because you had this guy waiting in the wings. They believed in his hit tool all along. Defensively, it's still a work in progress. We're still having to figure out some consistency there, some confidence factors defensively. But this guy's hit enough that he is going to make it. He's probably going to continue to play second base when Jorge Polanco comes back from the IL. Jorge Polanco is probably going to switch over to third base. Julian's going to be in a lineup at second base. He's been too good. Mm. You know, they've been running this lineup out of Carlos Correa, Eddie Julian, Alex Kirilov. So you got two young kids in the middle of that twins lineup that if, if they didn't have Eddie Julian in the lineup, they wouldn't have gone five and two on this West Coast swing. He just has been going absolutely off. And you're right, some of the stats uh, with him are 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 nuts, man. Um, overall in the year, he's got he's hitting 316, a 391 on base percentage. He has a very he's very very knowledgeable of the strike zone uh, in a way that you just don't see from a young kid. Um, he's kind of has that. He's so confident in his ability um, that you, you just – it looks like it's going to stick. It looks like it's going to play. And I don't say that about a lot of rookies. You know that, right? But following him and watching his at-bats, the ability to use the whole field and just take knocks, I mean, it re- sometimes it looks like Luis Arise is hitting up there, except this dude can click balls too. Opposite field homers, turns on him. He has nine in 152 at bats. Hmm. This dude's slugging 566, Jake. Yeah. Like this is a this is a find for the twins. And if you look how they got him, they got him in the 18th round out of the University of Auburn. Hmm. War Eagle. War damn. His first language, he's Canadian. His first language was French. We oui. speaks fluent English now as well. Yes. Um, I asked him about his approach. I said, you know, did you model it after someone? A lot of guys that are Canadians say like Larry Walker or Freddie Freeman is his guy. And Freddie, if you remember, played for Team Canada in the WBC. And Eddie Julian's like, I picked his brain so much about his approach. And he's like, it really reinforced to me that what I was doing was right. And he says, I just want to stay inside the ball. I want to use the whole field. I want to do all that. He's been doing that, and he's been just a treat to watch. So if he's not on your radar, like it wouldn't surprise me if this dude ended up like second or third rookie of the year in the AL this year. Like he's that good. Okay. So this is the Bond for Per Award. It's a nickname that we gave him. Uh, so snaps for Eddie Julian out of Quebec, Canada, mm, doing Quebec. his thing for the Minnesota Twins. Quebecois. Um. God, I love you having an influence on the next generation of Twins. Kirilov's homer. Um, can't believe yeah. that was this week. It all moves so fast, Trev. It really does. So fast. Um, I'm going to give out the three-headed monster award. Because mm. um, this team only won one game. Uh, we talked about their series a little bit. Uh, and in that final game, uh, these guys all made appearances. And... You know, there's some talking baseball favorites, but I, I want to drive home a point. Uh, there's a three-headed monster in Atlanta. I just I brought up the MLB leaderboard, right? You know, trade deadline's approaching two, two-thirds of the way through the season. You know who leads Major League Baseball and the National League in strikeouts? He's got big feet. Mm. Spencer Strider. Um 
He has 189 strikeouts. Second place in all of baseball is Kevin Gossman with 153. He's in a different land. He's in a he's in a Looney Tune land, uh, feet wise, thigh wise, and strikeout wise. Uh, he's also tied for first in wins. I know you guys don't care about that anymore, but that's pretty good. Ronald Acuna Jr. He is leading Major League Baseball in stolen bases with 44. The second closest guy in the National League, Corbin Carroll with 29. He's in a different world. He's got 15 more stolen bases. That If I told you a player had 15 stolen bases, you'd say, oh, they're having a pretty good year. They're on pace for like 25. That's not bad. That's the gap between first and second in the National League. Luis Arias, who's not a part of this, but he is for this segment, if he didn't exist right now, if he wasn't, he's hitting 376 right now, you know who'd be leading baseball and batting average? Ronald Acuna Jr. So Strider and Acuna, they are, they're quite the freak shows. So is that MFer who's dating my daughter. Mm. He is leading the National League in home runs. The only person ahead of him is Shohei Otani in all of baseball. You might be familiar with him. You know who leads baseball in RBI? Same guy. Same guy climbing up to my daughter's window late night. He has 80 RBI on the season. He's tied with the Dolis. Those three, man. Those three cover the leaderboard in very different ways. Very different styles. Uh, and I think it's just a reminder, those Atlanta Braves, uh, who ended up in a bloodbath series with my D-backs this weekend, you know, we dove into a lot of teams, and what are they going to do at the deadline? If the Braves stay pat, they're still the favorite. <laughs> and they, they might do something, because they can do whatever they want. They have youth. They have prospects. They have a lineup. They have pitch. Like, so if they want to do something nuclear, they can and make our jaw drop at the deadline. Or they could stand bat and be sitting pretty. So I don't know. I, I just thought, looking at the leaderboard and seeing how this up went, those three, those three stood out on a team that stands out. So drove the point home even more. They are, an, at the end of the year, we might just be saying, oh, shit, the Braves are just better than everybody. And they just ran through it. If you look right now, the top 10 hitters listed on their baseball reference pages, which is Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, Ozzie Albies, Orlando Arcia, Austin Riley, Eddie Rosario, Michael Harris II, Ronald Acuna Jr., Marcelo Zuna, and Travis Darno. The lowest OPS. Of those 10 guys I just named, is 761. And that's Michael Harris II, who's like turning it on. It'll be higher. <laughs> yeah, had like a historically bad start. <laughs> like, it's if you're a pitcher and you look at the lineup, what are you supposed to do? Usually you say, hey, I'm not going to let that guy beat me. And here's some outs. Those guys are outs. I can get them out. I don't think you can do that with the Braves lineup. Like, almost at all. You, you pick your poison, but. Team's good, man. Uh, Codify, who does a lot of baseball stats on the interstate, uh, they just came out with their, uh, or actually via Fangraphs, the 2023 World Series odds. The Dodgers and the Rays are at 13% and 12%. If you combine that, it's 25, math pod. That's where Atlanta sits. 
Atlanta sits at 25%. Dodgers have the second best odds right now at 13%, according to Fangraph. So, yeah. Yeah. As, as other teams' percentages dwindle, you might, in a sport that believes in luck and you can't just win titles, like that's not how it works, Braves are probably going to end up like 40% chance to win the World Series this year. That's crazy. That's crazy. Trevor, absolute grinder, banger of an ep. This is money time, man. This is the tread line. We need to get a, game, a name by Wednesday. There was a lot of good comments. Okay. Um, we we can figure that out. Um, one more midweek till the actual trade deadline. We will see you guys Monday. Watch some good baseball this weekend. I laid out so many series. Big boys. I'm going to be flipping around better than the Yanks. Ball and play Sunday. Ball and play Sunday. Championship game? Championship? Championship game. Hook line? Hook In line the finals? Joe's McFly BBD? Yikes. Do you know how many people come up to me when I'm on the field doing my thing and just yell, Jake sucks. People like look around like, what? why are they yelling that at you? You're not Jake. That's not your and name. And I say, because it's true. That's why they're yelling that. Hey, where's John Boy? <laughs>